While the Greek government tries to cope with applications and documents, more people arrive daily on boats, while those already in Greece wait in camps to be processed. Schisto in West Attica is one of those camps for asylum seekers, a vastly fenced settlement far from the urban web of Athens. Access to the city centre is difficult, as travel by public transport requires time and money. It is remarkable that some accommodation centres, like Schisto, were officially established by law as temporary reception and accommodation settlements, despite being in full operation for more than two years. This is The Undocumented, a part-time project which aims to give a full-time voice to the voiceless. On this episode, we meet Morteza from Afghanistan. 18-year-old Morteza arrived from Turkey to Greece a year ago. First to Samos Island, where he was staying in a tent for 45 days, and then to the refugee camp of Schisto. There he has been living in a container, along with his mother, his sister and brother, and three cats. We asked him how life is in a refugee camp. Here is what he told us. So could you please tell me more about the camp that you are staying now? Where is it? Well, before I... Okay, first of all, it's in Sristo. Uh, Parama, near Parama, and uh, it was before the condition of, of the camp was not good, but now it's it's so good. We have containers, or there's no camp. What has changed? Because you said that in the beginning it wasn't good. How was the situation? Okay, but... the beginning, the, the amount of people was too much in the camp, so that's why they could not afford the containers. They had the tents, and because of the weather was not good, the tents and they were not living so good. Have you stayed in a tent? Oh yeah, in Samos. How was it? It was terrible. It was so terrible. I cannot think about that actually. How many days did you spend in Samos? Oh, 45 days. Do you know how many families live in the camp in Schisto? I think, I'm not so sure, with the miners and other families, I think it's 800 or less. 800 people or 800 families? Uh, 800 people. In general, how would you describe the living conditions in the camp? Your own view and your own reflection living in that camp? Okay, first of all, this is not a good place to live because a camp is not a place to live, actually. Because your mind is not set to... Uh, everyone is not set there because everyone is thinking that they will leave one day and they didn't make it their own house. So that's why they're, they're like in the stops. They're living in the stops. They're waiting for their tickets to go. So nobody is satisfied with the camp. What about you? Well, I have the same situation because uh, we have to go. We are waiting for our, as our reunification thing. So we will leave for Germany. I'm not satisfied either because you cannot do anything, you cannot go anywhere because you're not satisfied, you're, you're like your stuff is there, you're leaving. So we have one of the persons should leave in the container. Uh, could you tell me more about your daily routine in the camp and outside the camp? How do you spend your time and your free time too? Okay, in, in weekdays we have school, uh, 7 to 2. Uh, after that, the, I have to sleep for like take a na nap 
and then I have a classes for her, uh, junior students for beginner beginners in English. Like uh, I have around forty students in the camp. I teach them English. You are the teacher. Yeah, I'm the okay. teacher. Okay, tell me more about that. I didn't know. Okay, I started that when I came in that camp because the children was like they had nothing except the school of outside. So I decided. So let's make something to make them busy, not to fight, not to abuse each other, make them busy to in some something. So I decided, and I talked with the camp side manager of the camp. They said, okay, if you want, they give me the container key, the tea house. It's a tea house. I, uh, they provide me chairs and blackboard, everything. I'm teaching them there, and the parents are so happy because of that. Uh, they're busy in there. They're not fighting. They're like, uh, from there they go house and they sleep. Why are you doing that? Because uh, I have to. I have to make myself busy, and I have to make them busy not to fight with each other, not to make problems for their parents. Are there problems and fights between kids or between other residents in the camp? Yeah, there is a lot of fights actually these days. Can you tell why? Because before there was like people living in the camp, they know each other, everyone. But nowadays they left for in the houses, in the center, uh, in other European countries. The new people are like I'm not saying that Arabs are doing that things, but they they came new from the other islands, so their children are not so friend with the old ones. So they're fighting every day because of them. The parents are fighting with each other. And in order for a new family to come in the camp, uh, does another family have to go? Uh, no, they have uh, empty containers uh, because some of the families uh, they they went for their reunification to other countries like other European countries. So uh, they have empty containers and empty rooms in the saloon they call uh, building saloon. There's place so they. So what about doctors inside the camp? Do you have doctors? Okay, we have doctors, we have a clinic, uh, but uh, it's, the doctors are good, they check you, but they don't have medicines, they don't have too much medicines to provide you, like they don't have a lot of medicines, they have medicines for, they have painkillers for fever, flu, but they don't have uh, for more, like more health, health issues, they don't have the medicines for that. Uh, so, was there any instance of you having to go to, to the doctor and the doctor couldn't provide healthcare yeah, to you? Yes, my mother. My mother has uh, high blood pressure and uh, some uh, health, other health uh, issues plus the heart problem. They don't provide the medicines. We have to buy by, our, by ourselves with our money. So, you went to the doctor? of the camp? Yeah, and we took appointment for the outside doctors because the doctors are not so high level for these things my mother has, that's why. How many doctors are there in the Schisto camp? We have, I think we have different schedules for different doctors. We have dentists, we have uh, child specialists, the other doctors, they have a specific time, they came by their time. Do you think that they are enough in order to 
take care of everybody in the camp. Okay, that's enough, but uh, I don't think so. There is, uh, there should be nurses because we need nurse for uh, after the doctor. When the doctor leaves, we need nurse. If something happens, if some something happened, like it, we are human being, everything can happen. So we need nurses to be there for 24 hours because the doctors are from 8 to 1 p.m. Has anything happened when the doctors were not in the camp? Something serious that... Yes, something serious happened. Like uh, in July, there was a kid who fell from the slide and I think from the tree. He fell from the tree, but his condition was so bad. Uh, it was night and they wait like one hour to came, the ambulance came to pick him to the hospital. So that's why we need because of the kids, because of the old people, we need nurses there. When we reached in the camp, there was no playground, there was no gym, and there was no tea house, like a container with the air condition on it. It was a tent. It was a tent for the tea house, and there was no playground. It was like just a, like a land with sand and soil. So they made a playground for children and a gym and now we have containers for tea house with air condition on it and uh, that's it, that changed in the camp. Do you think that there is a connection between somebody who, who makes their own garden in Sisto with their future plans? How are those two things related, future and past? Okay. with the gardens in Sisto. Okay, the past is related because uh, they lived the past. They came here and they, in the memory of their gardens, they made gardens here because they ha don't have jobs, anything. So they made this their chore to do this everything, gardening, making, taking care of their gardens. and. Uh, but future plans, maybe there are some people who has future plans to become a gardener in our other European country. But here we are not satisfied because in somehow we will leave. Why are you not satisfied? What are you expecting? Because camp is not a place to live forever. We have to leave that place. It's like a nest for us. We grow up and we leave. Like, like for, for a little while we are there. When we get the wings we will fly away and the nest is empty for, for others. So your plan is to leave the... Uh, the camp and move into a house in Athens or the plan is to leave yeah, the, the camp and the, leave the country? The, both we have uh, the, both are our plans but uh, I think we uh, they provide us a home in center but my mother refused because uh, she will be alone there in the camp she has some neighbors friends so if something happened as I said her, her health is not good it's if something happened, the neighbors can call me or take care of that the situation if they get worse. So they can call me or they can take her to the hospital like it happens last month. Like this, that's why we are I'll, we have to stay in the camp for a little while. Many thanks to Morteza for being on the show and for talking with us. And of course, a big thanks goes to you for listening to our show. 
You can always follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and let us know what you think about our podcast. Help us to make it better. The Undocumented is produced as part of the Silence Hate Project by Media Diversity Institute and supported by the European Commission.